Wanted Man in Washington. WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain. 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 955 and AM 750. WSB. We are the greatest nation in the world. A breath of fresh air. Common sense. Very impressive. He's articulate and he knows exactly what we need. Herman Kane. Herman Kane. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Kane. Thank you for joining us. Because we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts. Because we want you to be informed and better inspired for a better America. Breaking news. Breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman. How you doing today? I'm great. Well, Mr. Ted Cruz just made it official. Yeah, he did. Uh, it was interesting listening to his speech. He's over at uh, Liberty University, which uh, those of you not familiar with that, that's, uh, it, it's very familiar in political terms and in, obviously, uh, religious uh, school uh, 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 circles. Liberty University, home to Jerry Falwell, the moral majority, a big uh, block of uh, conservative, more evangelical uh, voters uh, would certainly know that name right off the bat. And I think Cruz, uh, it was no accident that he decided to announce his bid there. I mean, obviously, he's already very powerful and very well regarded within Tea Party circles. And I think what he's trying to do here clearly is elbow out people like Rick Santorum or if he runs Mike Huckabee or anybody else from digging into those evangelical voters. His speech, if you missed it, he really emphasized his religious roots, his parents' religious roots, and really appealed to sort of taking the country back to a, a different point. So arguing that he wanted to, in his words, reignite the promise of America. And, uh, you know, look, I, I think a lot of people here in sort of the, the know-it-alls in D.C. will immediately say, well, Cruz doesn't have much of a chance. You know, he's too conservative. Yeah. It'll never work. Yeah. You know, I, I, I guess I would, I would agree on one point. Yeah, he's not up there in the polls. But you know what? Neither were you. Neither were a lot of other That's people right. when they announced. So I, I think it's wrong just to sort of give anybody the back of the hand right now. Cruz clearly, and I've seen him in a number of venues, he can in a, he almost hovers over the crowd and levitates. I mean, the people are ready to come out of those rooms and burn buildings down for him. I mean, they're inspired by him. Now, he obviously has gotten a lot of attention in the last couple of years. I think people like his shake-it-up kind of attitude, whether it's fighting his own party or fighting the other party. Right. But can he translate that into a campaign that moves him forward and moves him up that, you know, the, the in the polls toward the top? I mean, right now, I think we'd have to just sort of say early, early, early that Scott Walker, Jeb Bush, Marco Rubio are sort of at the top of things right now. But I, I don't rule out the possibility that a Ted Cruz could do very well, and uh, especially in a state like Iowa. Remember who won Iowa the last two times? It was Rick Santorum and Mike Huckabee, if I remember correctly. So that evangelical voting block is a big deal. Certainly, uh, Cruz does one thing. He gets out in front of a lot of people. I mean, I have to yep. say, Herman, behind the scenes in recent weeks, there had been a lot of people wondering, okay, what's Ted Cruz doing? Uh, I had been told back in late December that he was going to uh, start really moving ahead, and then it didn't happen. And some people who worked for him have been picked off by other campaigns and gone to work for Rand Paul and some others. And it sort of raised uh, some eyebrows along, around here like, well, what is he up to? Is he really running? Or yeah. is he thinking about what, What's the deal? Well, he's decided just to bypass the you know, exploratory committee phase and go right into it. So he can start raising money. I, I would bet that 
it just seems to me April is going to be a month where we'll have a lot more of these. Rand Paul supposedly going to announce on April the 7th. There's a lot of uh, people wondering if Marco Rubio and Jeb Bush will also get in in, in, in April as well. And Cruz certainly can raise a lot of money. I, I wouldn't. I, he's not yeah. going to be starved for funding at any point in time. No, I would absolutely agree with you. And when people are saying, well, what is he doing? Let's face it, Jamie. He got, first of all, the location that he selected wasn't by accident. Wasn't by accident. The fact that this this is the anniversary of uh, the signing of Obamacare wasn't by accident. And thirdly, he got lucky that that wasn't some other disaster, <laughs> terrorist plot, bomb, plane crash. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. To suck up the to suck it up. So I think that he strategically picking the Liberty University, uh, doing it on the anniversary of Obamacare. Uh, in order to make the announcement, and then that was no, he just got lucky that there was no other big yep. story to kind of eat up all of the oxygen. So I would say that he has gotten a fair share. Now, you are absolutely right. You can't go about what somebody is in the polls before they declare, before no. this thing unfolds. Remember, never know the, what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. The first debate isn't until August. Yep. And so I will make one prediction, and that is some of the other candidates are probably strategizing with their teams, trying to figure out how early do they do this, how do they stage it to try to get... He has gotten a big uh, burst of coverage yep. out of the way he It'll did this. It'll probably be reflected thing. in some yeah. of the polling, just like when Scott Walker seemingly got that big burst, and Jeb Bush got yes. it, too, and Marco Rubio has gotten right. it. So, yeah, no, you're right, it's definitely there. And the question is, is how, you know, what's what's the limit here for Cruz? Can he yeah. go up there and start taking some uh, away? I mean, we all know that he's very popular in Tea Party circles, but you have to also look and say Scott Walker's done a pretty good job of reaching in there. Uh, you know, I think Scott Walker can be maybe one of those fusion candidates that can both uh, attract a good chunk of that Tea Party. We've got to shake things up wing right. and the establishment for that matter. Marco Rubio to a lesser extent, but he, you know, I think that same formula is uh, what he would like to do. Jeb Bush less you know, I, I think that sort of the talk radio and the Tea Party a little uncertain and suspicious of Jeb Bush, even though 10 years ago we would have called him a conservative. So, yeah, Cruz, certainly I, I don't see that, uh, you know, he's directly impacted by any other candidate. But again, to go back where he was today, I just saw that immediately as, oh, he wants to elbow Rick Santorum out of the way and Mike Huckabee out of the way. Not that they were going to be big uh, sort of players for this, but just you know, uh, just to say, hey, I'm going to reach in and grab some of those evangelical voters as well. Well, I, yeah, I, I would agree with that. And you know, Huckabee, Santorum, you're right. They right now had a perception that they are the ones that are the evangelical favorites and this sort of thing. But I agree with you. I think that uh, Cruz uh, put a stake in the ground in terms of, wait a minute, I got some of those too because of my roots and my belief and stuff like that because one of his biggest applause lines, we were watching it during the break, was when he said, our rights don't come from man, our rights come from God. Now, oh, yeah, he was. You know, uh, there was no hiding oh, was his on. religious beliefs no, or anything. That on. was front and center there yeah. today. And, you know, I'm sure that will make some, uh, you know, some people in the D.C. to New York corridor a bit, you know, they'll, they'll sort of get a shiver down their spine. But as, you know, what a friend of mine, again, this weekend I was talking to, he's asking me about Cruz and uh, sort of that classic D.C. thing of, uh, well, don't you think he's a little crazy? And I always like to <laughs> you know what, they think you're crazy, too, so you're even right. on that, so don't worry. They think you're nuts as well. You know, uh, I tell you, as we look at the field, I'm not trying to get away from Cruz, but just sort of take that 30,000-foot view. Yeah. Who's the one person that we haven't talked about hardly at all recently who has been in this race, you know, sort of centrally, and that is Chris Christie, the governor of
of New Jersey, and he yeah. really has sort of been shuffled off to the side at this point in time. And I, I just sort of wonder where things are going for him because it, the way it's sorted out at this point in time, again, it just seems like that uh, Jeb Bush and uh, and 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 you know I think Marco Rubio and Governor Walker, Scott Walker of Wisconsin, they seem to have jumped up more than everybody else. Cruz, uh, I'm sure, would hope that he can sort of get that boost to get himself up in that top tier as well. Well, I have a theory on Chris Christie, and that is he plays well in New Jersey, but not necessarily in Peoria and Omaha. you got the whole middle yep. of the country where that uh, in-your-face... I mean, look, I believe that the middle of the country, and you know this, the middle of the country sometimes sees things a little differently than our coastal areas. I'm shocked right? that you would think that. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. I've lived I'm in shocked. both, yeah. okay? So I know exactly <laughs> what the perception is sometimes, and I'm saying that I just don't think he connects with a lot of people in the middle of the country. Yeah. Now, you mentioned Marco Rubio. People are already lining up and announcing that they're going to run for his seat even before he yep. makes it official. Yeah, we had a Democrat uh, who is in Congress from the Palm Beach area, a guy named yeah. Patrick Murphy, who's actually been well-regarded because he won what really sort of, I think it's uh, might even be a Republican uh, majority seat down there in that area, and he's decided to get into that race. Rubio uh, has to make that decision. Does he want to run for president, or does he want to run for re-election? I think it's pretty much been telegraphed by him and his people that he's more interested in running for the White House. Though, because of the filing deadline, some of the uh, people down in Florida are saying, well, you know, if, if Rubio didn't make it and was not you know, because I got drummed out of the race for the White House, he could still retreat and run for his seat again. We'll have to see what he says about that. But at this point in time, yeah, there's people lining up on the Democratic side in Florida to run for Rubio's seat in the Senate, as well as Republicans starting to assemble to maybe replace Rubio as well. But the fact of the matter is his seat is up for re-election yes. in 2016. Ted Cruz's is not. Right. Uh, he's not up until 2018. Right. And uh, Rand Paul, of course, is in that uh, he also would have to run for re-election. What they're trying to do in Kentucky is sort of interesting. They're trying to switch things in Kentucky so they'll have a caucus instead of a primary. Because if they had a primary, he would run afoul of a law that says you can't run for two things at the same time. So by having a caucus, you don't run afoul of that. We'll see whether or not they can hammer out that change. Gotcha. Where are the Republicans on their budget? Yeah, this is going to be, this could be a difficult week for the GOP, or it could be one where they finally sort of exhale and go, okay, we got some things done. That budget resolution, the budget blueprint, they're going to try to get that through the House and Senate this week. Remember last week when we spoke to you, there was still, there was that divide over defense money. Right. They, they approved the budget in the budget committee, and now the leadership is going to tack on the authority for $20 billion more in defense spending. But there's still an awful lot of fiscal hawks that don't like that, and there's still a lot of defense hawks that aren't sure that this is the best thing. So I, I don't know what's... Uh, to, there's going to be a lot of arms being twisted this week. Add into that, Speaker Boehner is trying to push through a bipartisan deal to end what's known as the doc fix, which is this completely unintended consequence of a GOP-balanced budget effort from back in the 1990s that was an effort to cut the amount of money uh, paid out to Medicare providers. It's over the years become this just ridiculous budget situation where it would cost hundreds of billions of dollars to end this that everybody knows they're not actually going to do. Well, the details of it, a lot of Republicans don't like it because it's not fully offset. So that's there's no guarantee that's going to get through. Then we have the battle over what's happening with Loretta Lynch's nomination for attorney general. 
I don't know. There's, you know, this place always loves to get things done at the last second. They're supposed to go out of town on Friday for a two-week break for Easter. We'll have to see if, if any, none, or all of this uh, goes <laughs> off to the wayside. Yep, that's always the open question. This one, let me tell you, baby, this is uh, roll the dice this week, and uh, that that you know we talked about it. The Republicans have been fighting each other seemingly nonstop. Uh, this is just trying to get the budget resolution, a non-binding document, through both the House and Senate. We haven't even talked about trying to put them together into a final form and negotiating that amongst Republicans. So this is a big test for the GOP leadership. If they leave here this week and are unable to even approve a non-binding budget blueprint, just the outline, well, what are you going to do on the details later in the year? It's going to be a fight. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jamie. See you tomorrow, Herman. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show. When you're listening to Herman Cain, Herman Cain, you won't miss any breaking news. And you'll never miss out on a single solution for a better America. Herman Cain is on Coast to Coast. Coming up, rapid fire. What do you think? 877-310-2100.